Welcome to the Boulevard Brewcast. I'm your host, Adam Hall, brand manager for Boulevard Brewing Company. Over the past three decades, Boulevard has been no stranger to changes in the brewing industry. We started with one beer, Pale Ale, and that quickly grew to a variety of offerings, including our wildly popular unfiltered wheat. Our portfolio has grown and developed to include what was once a relatively unknown or esoteric beer style, the Saison, and put our own uniquely American spin on the style and created Tank 7, one of the most beloved beers nationwide. We experimented in barrel aging and quickly grew to become one of the most renowned barrel aging beer programs in the U.S. and beyond. We've seen the landscape grow and evolve over the years and paid attention to the demands of an ever-changing consumer. We understand that even a great beer doesn't always fit in every situation. And as drinkers started looking for beer alternatives and turned their eyes towards an ever-growing category of hard seltzers, we took a long look at what a Boulevard hard seltzer would look like and how it would authentically fit in our philosophy of making great tasting and authentic beers. And after years of planning and hard work, our Quirk line of hard seltzers have become the best tasting and most popular seltzer brand in the Midwest. And don't just take our word for it, we have hardware to prove it. Quirk has won multiple awards over several categories in many competitions, including being chosen as the best producer of hard seltzers at the 2023 U.S. Open Hard Seltzer Championships. And now, in 2024, we are taking that same spirit of innovation and exploration and applying our Quirk philosophy of using real fruit and natural ingredients, and we are shaking up a new category for us with the introduction of Quirk Tales. To learn more about this exciting new venture, I've invited guests from three different departments in the company that played a big role in the ideation and development of this quirky new brand. I try with this podcast is to incorporate as many departments across the brewery as we can, because we have a lot, there's a lot of moving parts here. A lot of people, uh, it, it takes a lot of people to make all these great beers and quirks and stuff. So trying to do our best to introduce um, to the sales team and our wholesalers and our listeners to various departments. And today we have three distinctly different departments at this table. So um, we've got uh, marketing represented, we have sales represented, and then we have on the production side, we have our, our, our lab, which from, in my opinion, is one of the most important parts of the brewery because that's like where the beer starts and it where it ends before it goes out to the market. So you guys have a, you're carrying a heavy burden. So on the podcast today, we have the vice president of marketing for Boulevard. We have Allie Bush. Hello. Thanks for coming back. Thank you. For Last time me. we did NA beers with you. So now we actually get to give you some alcohol today. I'm excited to get into the boozy yeah. stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and for the first time, we have Laura Swanson, who has been with Boulevard for 19 years. 19 years. Yeah. And Laura, what do you do? I work in sales and manage uh, a team of people that go out and sell these beers and beverages every day around Missouri, Kansas, Arkansas, Oklahoma. That's uh, just the heart of Boulevard, yeah. right? That yeah. is the heart. The, yeah. Yeah. The home market, as we call it. And then Garrett. Well, we have Garrett from our body lab. Garrett. Hi. Hello. Yeah. Please. <clears throat> Who are you and what so, do you do? Yeah. So uh, my name is Garrett, um, quality manager and slash analytical chemist for, for the brewery. Uh, I've been here for about two and a half years, so I feel pretty young, actually. Oh. Um, <laughs> We're just old. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I do everything from, you know, benchtop chemistry work to project management to general math nerd for the brewers when they need me. We love that. <laughs> now, Garrett, how many people are on your team? How many people are usually in the lab with you? So there's, there's four of us total, um, each kind of with our own specialty, essentially. So like I said, I, I do the chemistry side. We have a full-time microbiologist um, who kind of takes care of the yeast in that side of the lab. 
we have a uh, person that takes care of the packaging quality. So down there on the lines every day, just making sure that everything is packaging correctly. Um, and then we have um, our fourth analyst up there kind of helps me out in the chemistry side and then also administers the daily sensory panel. Which is wild to me. I mean, that's a, there's a lot of moving parts there because you run sensory five days a week, right? Five days a week. And then each sensory, you know, like every day it could be something different, whether you're doing a hedonic test or whether you're doing uh, comparative or um, it's, I mean, I, I know all of us have sat in the sensory and we, I, that's how I learned to drink beer was going to sensory every day. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, being told in the beginning, I know nothing uh, pretty early <laughs> on, um, but then we have an extensive training program too. So um, anyone who works at the brewery full-time is, a, you know, is encouraged to go to sensory because before beer is released to the market, we have to make sure that it is up to our standards um, and that it fits, you know, the style, the profile. And, and it's also a good way to determine uh, new beers. You know, are they good? Are they bad? What will we change? And I think that's pretty heavy work that you guys are doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, kind of like you said, it's, it's, it's a huge part of our quality criteria is we have to make sure the beer is meeting a certain standard before it goes out the door. And then, yeah, we, we do other testing like, you know, blind um, yeah. sensory testing just to make sure you can figure out which brand we're drinking. Um, and then we do a lot of triangle tests to, you know, if we, if we change a process or something like that, um, we'll make sure that it doesn't impact the quality of the beer going out. And then, um, yeah, new beers and, uh, beverages as well. We do, um, description. Testing. So it's, it's not often that all of our kind of like paths collide, but when it does really cool things happen, uh, whether it's new beers, whether it's beyond beer or whether it's what we're here to talk about today. So we just announced this, um, a couple of days ago on, um, social media, we kind of teased the packaging. And didn't really say much about it. And the enthusiasm that we got was off the rails. So what we're talking about today is Quirk Tales, which is a pretty new endeavor for us. Allie, do you want to talk about, so, you know, whenever we, like with any, not that this is journalism, but it's always about the, like the who, the where, the when, and the why. But let's start with the what. What is Quirk Tales? Yeah, so Quirk Tales, well, first the phrase Quirk Tales, I would say we've been lovingly applying it to cocktail recipes made with our Quirk Hard Seltzer for years. Quirk Hard Seltzer is an awesome mixer, and we've had a lot of fun developing those cocktail recipes and also have seen a lot of enthusiasm for our fans. And so, you know, each year when we start thinking about what's going to be the next innovation, what project are we really excited about? Um, it's about looking at what are our fans drinking? You know, what are the trends out there and kind of meeting those challenges, which is always fun. So for us, Quirk Tales is a craft malt beverage. And really the big difference between our hard seltzer is they're cocktail inspired. So we have some awesome flavors we'll go through here. Significantly lower carbonation, um, which is a big kind of point of difference from our hard seltzer. And then tons of real fruit juice. So Quirk Hard Seltzer is already made with real fruit juice, of course, but these are super juicy. It results in a sweeter flavor profile. And for us, it's just kind of an exciting way to you know, follow fans and see what people are drinking, what they get excited about. And I think we've definitely saw um, interest in kind of a fuller flavor, a sweeter beverage. Um, and again, kind of bringing those cocktail inspirations into the Quirk universe. So Quirk Tales is starting off um, with three different flavors. So Raspberry Lemon Drop, Mango Mandarin Marg, and Pineapple Breeze. And again, all these are super juicy. They're kind of that same craft quality. I mean, that's what's most important to us. Uh, Garrett and the lab team, Greg and our brewers, they are so talented and do such a good job of developing really exciting flavor profiles. Yeah. Uh, and for us, it's really about something that's worthy of the name Quirk, worthy of the name Boulevard. You know, our hard seltzer 
is award-winning. We're really proud of the quality. So it was like, how can we translate that quality to a whole new project? Sure. I think the first thing to me is, and for most people, like, and that's why we teased it visually first is because they are visually striking. Um, and we're talking about them. Let's drink them. Which one, Ali Bush, in your opinion, what should we start with? Do raspberry lemon drop. Do my do favorite. Yeah, cool. yeah, let's do raspberry lemon All right, drop. So we'll talk about, uh, while I pour everyone's raspberry lemon drop, why don't you describe what this is? Uh, so raspberry lemon drop inspired by a lemon drop cocktail, of course. So really getting that kind of sugar lemon character, you know, we've got fresh lemon juice in here and combining that with ripe raspberry. So again, super juicy. You have this combination of raspberry and lemon, kind of uh, sweet tart combination coming through. We're really excited about it. I mean, it's in a glass bottle. We've yes. never done this yeah. before well, from a clear glass clear bottle. Glass bottle. Sorry. Yeah, 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 we've done glass. We, uh, and that is, that was the, the next thing I was going to say is that, you know, this pours like such a vibrant, like red, the fruit kind of leap out of the glass when you smell it. But just from a visual standpoint, seeing a clear bottle is a little bit striking, especially for us. Like I remember watching them run on the bottling line and it was such a bizarre moment because you're just so used to seeing that brown bottle, which is, you know, we use brown because it's protective of the beer. Uh, Garrett, is it, were there any ch- like challenges that you, you can see like for us that we had to kind of overcome in order to put it in a clear bottle? Uh, yeah. I mean, from the, from the quality side of things, glass, uh, clear glass can, can kind of pose a challenge. Um, you know, obviously we're worried about maybe color degradation over sure. time or, or some kind of, you know, UV altering the flavor. Um, so there had to be quite a few tests involved in this just to make sure that we could pull these beverages off for a long time on the shelf. That makes me think of something else. So I know like all of our consumers are seeing this for the first time and they get that wow moment, but we've been looking at these for a hot minute. I mean, this conversation started a year and a half ago, I think was, this is a, like a you know proposition for us. And then it wasn't, we didn't just like create three flavors, put them in a bottle. I mean, there was a lot of development that happened, especially with, I remember the raspberry lemon drop. We went through how many variations before we finally dialed it in and fine tuned the flavor. And then going from like Garrett's side, like I remember seeing these bottles in the window and your, uh, in your lab, mm-hmm. you know, just like really just letting the sun hit it. So like, you know, to see what happens to it over time. So, um, not something we jumped in, you know, just full force right away. I mean, this took a while to develop. It was such a neat project, you know, I mean, again, this is a very vibrant, exciting, fun, um, lineup of beverages. And so having that clear bottle so we could really show off that big juice concentration, these color is absolutely gorgeous. Um, it was really fun for us. And like you said, I mean, just seeing those, you know, mango man and Marg, that bright orange from those juices going down the bottling line was very fun, very unusual. Um, and really everything about it from us, from just packaging perspective is brand new. So the clear bottle is something we've never done before. The bottle cap is a custom, was a custom project. The six pack itself uh, was brand new. So a lot of fun and a lot of work on a lot, you know, I really touch every part of the brewery production, packaging, um, design, design and marketing, yeah. yep. kind of a brand new frontier. One thing I wanted to ask Garrett is, so when we did announce this, of course, 90% of the comments were just like capital letters and exclamation marks, a lot of heart emojis, but occasionally questions would pop up. And the first question was, is this seltzer? And what was your, what would your answer be to that? It's a little different than seltzer. So typically seltzer, um, or at least our quirks, are, uh, have a base. It's a, it's a fermented sugar. Um, this is a little different. It's a fermented malt. Um, uh, our quirks run a little higher CO2, a little more effervescent uh, for mouthfeel, usually go well into the six grams per liter. This is going to be more along the lines of a beer, somewhere closer to a 5.2 to 5.4. 
but should carry a lot of the quirk inspiration. So it has a lot of that same um, juice and, and kind of flavor explosion that you get out of quirk. And there is an explosion of flavor and color <laughs> and aroma. Uh, it's bonkers. So now we're drinking the mango mandarin margarita. This is my favorite of the three uh, from the color. I think the color is just the coolest looking at other you know, options on the, on the shelf like this. I think this is, these are the most striking visually to me and the most um, like natural looking, which is one thing that I think is fascinating about these two is how natural they are. Yeah, I but, think, you know, a part of Quark's identity is using clean ingredients. Um, and again, you know, I've said real juices a lot, but really, I mean, all, yeah, the flavor you're getting is from real fruit juice. We're using clean ingredients. Mm-hmm. So again, that was kind of a big part. It was really important for us to kind of retain that Quark integrity in this new offering. And then biggest difference from our Quark Hard Seltzer is the ABV. So yeah. these are each 5.9% ABV. So significant jump from Quark, um, which clock in at 4%. So again, just kind of, you're looking for fuller flavor a stronger beverage. Um, this is just kind of a new opportunity to enjoy the court craft quality. Right. One of the questions we got on um, Instagram and Facebook was uh, a lot of people were asking about the carbonation and that was something we had to address pretty quickly. And then we, we did like make the comparison that like not as carbonated as our cork hard seltzers are, but more closely aligned to like our beer. So they, they do, there is carbonation, but it's lightly carbonated. What did we say? Uh, Chris said light effervescent. I think that, that, that was true. Subtly, yeah. <laughs> I love a bubbly beverage, but I do think there are a lot of fans out there that, you know, don't love a super carbonated beverage. So, again, it's kind of just another opportunity to kind of expand that, you know, quirk, what makes quirk special um, for different tastes. And I wouldn't say like, I think when we were going through the, the development of this, it wasn't necessarily a secret at the brewery, but it was just not something we were um, like putting out there. We had no design for it. We had no like for a very long time. We didn't have bottles. We didn't have cartons. Um, but what we did have was the liquid. And I'm curious, Garrett, from your point of view. When we first started running this through sensory, um, people were coming to sensory. Maybe they're expecting to try tank seven or wheat or, you know, like a triangle. Do, do you recall any reactions when you were sliding these through the windows and people were seeing them for the first time? Uh, most of the comments came were just kind of, um, you know, along color lines initially. It's just, you know, these don't look like our normal quirks. Yep. Um, you know, what's different? Are these new flavors coming out? Uh, a lot of curiosity on the side for, of the panelists, basically. Sure. Uh, general feedback from sensory panel was great though. You know, as, as we went through the various versions of the recipes, the, the comments just, you know, became more positive and more positive. So I think we finally ended up on the right flavors for these, but, uh, yeah, general feedback is just excitement. Yeah. They, they like it a lot. It seems to mirror the excitement that we're getting from our fans too. We've already had people, um, cause it's on the shelves now and yes, it even is. it's only been on the shelves for like two days. Yep. We were having people saying like, I tried the mango margarita. Uh, I one, I, I wish I had the comment in front of me, but she was uh, very fond of the pineapple breeze, which I'm, I'm going to pour next. Garrett, your team are the unsung heroes of the brewery. <laughs> There's a lot of work that goes into what you do to help us sell. Every yeah, day. no, we appreciate that. You know, it's, we have a, we have a good brewing team behind us though, too. So, you know, we just want to make sure that whatever we put out there lasts for a long time. Um, and just make sure that the brewers innovations really shine for long. I can say from my point of view, you know, um, given a lot of tours, the, uh, the lab is not consumer facing, right? It's, it's <laughs> you're kind of tucked away. We are, uh, you have great windows, <laughs> yeah. um, but it's not something that the public tour sees. And so whenever we have a wholesaler or a VIP or someone special, that's like, really we're giving tours or I give a tours to a lot of people who are in the industry and they're like, I know how beer is made. Mm-hmm. I've seen the fermentation tanks. It's like, mm-hmm. I want to see something different. And I'm always like, okay, well, let me take you to my favorite part of the brewery. 
And then we come invade your space for 30 <laughs> minutes and you're always very kind and very generous to kind of walk people through what you do. Because I do think it is the unsung hero of the brewery. That's really the unseen hero, I suppose, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Pineapple Breeze. Allie Bush, you want to take us through this one again? Yeah. So I think, you know, our inspiration here, obviously we're trying to hit on kind of the big spirits out there that are really popular. Raspberry Lemon Drop, of course, being kind of a classic vodka-based cocktail. Mango Mandarin Marg. We all love a margarita, so that was really fun. There's a little pinch of salt in there um, to get that personality. And then Pineapple Breeze was kind of a tiki tropical rum punch inspired um, beverage. So you've got a combination of different tropical juices, obviously pineapple kind of being the hero there, but kind of subtle hints of vanilla. um, And again, just kind of a tropical, easy breezy vibe. I will say one thing we'll let you behind the, the curtain a little bit was originally we had the idea for this to be blue. This was going to be a blue. We're like, oh, that's going to look so cool. But then as we developed the recipe, we realized that there's no natural way to do a blue color. And while the blue bottle or blue liquid would have been really neat, it would have been sacrificing the authenticity that we have for having it be natural and like fresh ingredients and, um, and clean. So we, you know, had to pivot away from the blue, sadly. But I think where we landed, uh, especially with design from um, our very talented J.D. Arnett, um, these bottle labels look amazing. And there's so many little touches and so much uniqueness on this label that you could really spend some time looking at it and like hide, seeing all these elements that she worked in there. And the Pineapple Breeze is certainly no different. Yeah, like you said, a blue Hawaiian cocktail was kind of our original inspiration for this. Um, but doing that in a natural, clean way, um, I still think you're definitely getting those kind of tropical, equatorial kind of inspiration. I was uh, I was told one time that um, drinking during a podcast is is good and drinking on the podcast is not. So <laughs> don't worry. I will go through and clean up all of the gulps the and sips. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes it does not make for good audio. Um, so these it's a new proposition for us. You know, Quirk has been just received so well and so successful for all those reasons. I mean, it is the best taste. I mean, it's so subjective, right? But like it's easy for us to say it's the best tasting, but we do have the awards to back it up and we have the enthusiasm and we have the sales to prove um, that Quirk is the best choice when it comes to hard seltzer. So to go from like making, being known for making beer for over 30 years, then getting into the the hard seltzer segment and then succeeding so well as a result of the hard work that goes into the production of it and the marketing of it, putting the liquid to the lips, taking it out to the consumers, like our sales team were on the streets every single day, getting this in front of people. And I think it really made a big impact transitions very well to the quirk tales. I think we use that same enthusiasm to, to take it out there and then like put it in front of people. We know this segment has been dominated by uh, a handful of producers for a very long time and people kind of get set in their ways, getting these out there, having them look different, having them taste better, and then really kind of being unique and pop out on the shelf. I think it's going to go a long way. I was going to ask, I was going to say that we have been making, you know, we've been known for making beer for 35 years uh, and quirk and quirk tales are relatively new entrants. Laura, can you tell us from like a sales point of view, from what you've seen as far as how the enthusiasm has been seen or the interest engaged? Like, how did you take, how are you taking these to our wholesalers who have been known for selling our beer for so long and it being such a new wild proposition? Yeah. I mean, we have had Quirk now since 2020 yep. and we've done so much work and the brand has done extremely well, as you said. So they have a lot of confidence now in what we can do with the beverage side. We do have Fling and that is also, um, We've kind of dialed in those flavors. So they really trust what we're doing and they were very excited. They know this category is growing and there's new entrants coming. So why not cork? Why not do something different? And as we've tasted them on it and actually 
what's so great for us is we have a wholesaler in town. They've been able to come down. We get their feedback. Yep. We really have a lot of conversation. This is, like you said earlier, an ongoing process. This didn't just happen overnight. And we've taken all their feedback and really dialed in the flavors. And I think they're very excited to be a part of it. Yep. And the, t- and the sales team is extremely excited. You said something, just mentioning Fling, which is our RTDs. Uh, that was a comment that we heard a lot was like, how do these differ from Fling? And I will say, I wanted to point out one uh, comment that we had was from a, um, from a retailer that was like, are these liquor based? Because if they're liquor based, I can't sell them. Um, and then our, you know, Chris Dolt was able to make that person very happy to say that this is a fermented yes. malt beverage. There's no actual spirits in it. So you can sell it. I think this is gonna, these are going to make people uh, very happy. And it seems to be reflected in the, in the responses that we're getting across our social media channels. You know, we've brought, uh, we, we are in the Midwest. And we are able to bring these wonderful tropical flavors to the Midwest drinker right now. Yep. So how fun. Because we are all so happy the sun's out, right? So it's fun to have a drink that you can just <laughs> put yourself on the beach somewhere and yeah. having a pineapple breeze yeah. anytime. W- one of the comments, too, was um, asking, will these be in a can? And, and currently, no, these are these are in bottles because uh, they were like, well, I can't take bottles on the lake. And I think that we've always kind of positioned like if you're at, if you're vacationing at the lake, take your quirks out on the boat. Yes. And then when you come back and you're winding down for your evening, that's when the quirk tail time happens. So that's when you're kind of like relaxing after a long day in the sun and you want something refreshing and something elevated, something more high alcohol. That's where the kind of quirk tail kind of comes into play. I think it'll be fun to see what the food pairing ideas will come out of quirk tails. Uh, We've already got the juices turning. Super yeah. Bowl Sunday, drinking yeah. uh, mango mandarin margarita with chicken wings. Yeah, I kind of I buried the lead there, right? We are two days away from the Chiefs uh, being in the Super Bowl. So. Uh, this is going to be really good to take. So this episode will air three or four days before the Super Bowl. So you'll have a few days to go and stock up and get your Super Bowl party all ready to go. So. Timing worked out great. Honestly, we were, uh, I think, looking at releasing Corktails a little bit later yes. in February. Um, so again, a lot of people worked really hard um, to get you know bigger Corktails uh, ready for bigger games. So we are super excited that they're going to be available in the Midwest uh, in time for that Super Bowl. Uh, anybody else have anything else to add before we close it out? I will say, um, so as we continue to ship these, you will find them in different cities across the Midwest and, of course, in, in other markets outside of the, the home market. So we'll just start to see them hitting shelves in Kansas City this week. Yeah, right. We've, we've been on the shelf for a week and you'll continue to see it hitting shelves continue. as time goes on. Yep. And these will be available on the, um, you can start, like if you're interested in learning more about Corktails, please visit us at boulevard.com. Um, and they will be available on our beer finder as well. So by the time um, you're hearing this podcast, uh, it should have been in retailers long enough that if you punch in your address on our beer finder, you should be able to see if they're near you. Let us know what you think. And would, uh, tell us which one is your favorite. Trial three. Why not? You're I, grown up. No one's stopping you. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, we'll see Quirk Tales uh, across a lot of Boulevard's footprint nationally. So definitely if you're not in the Midwest, uh, ask your retailer because there's a good chance you'll see it. And yeah, I would just give a shout out. I mean, this has been such a huge team effort, um, as we've been talking about from the flavor development through packaging. Um, huge shout out to our design team, yeah. uh, JD, who did a beautiful job. I mean, these packages are so cool. I mean, from the flavor and the quality to these like beautiful illustrations of these garnish cocktails on the label. So just been really fun to see it come to life. And we're really excited to hear what people think. So Absolutely. let us know. Yeah. And I'm really, I, I, I want to, I would give a shout out to, to the design team, give a shout out to the production team, but also I want to give a shout out to our, um, our leadership for allowing us to do something so mm-hmm. 
uh, left of center, what we normally do, like when we took the idea of a clear bottle, I think it kind of turned a little heads. And then when sure. we showed them like, this is what it could look like. I think they saw the, they already had the confidence in, in us, but I think when they saw it kind of come to life, the really, that was when the eyes opened, the ears opened, and then we just couldn't wait to drink them. So. Well, the retailers are very excited. So we're, uh, we're happy they're on the shelf now. So I think we covered most of the questions that we got on social media. A big one was like, what is the carb count? Uh, what does the carbonation look like? The biggest question that we got was, where can we find these? So uh, like Laura said, they will be uh, shipping out and available over the next few weeks, and you will be able to find them on our website, on our beer finder. Really quick. One question I do get a lot is how, how do we sweeten them? How do we sweeten like them? What, how are they sweeter than cork? Oh, oh, okay. Not, they're sense? not, the consumer wasn't asking you, how can I sweeten this? No, no. They're <laughs> saying, how are we making that sweeter? Right. Yeah. What's the process? So, uh, you know, kind of in line with our, our natural flavors, um, we also use natural sweeteners, um, not necessarily sugar. Um, we try to stay away from that. Uh, we use uh, what's called a stevia. It's a plant-based sweetener. Um, little goes a long way with it. Yeah. <laughs> As we've seen uh -huh. two times, three times, four That's times. right. Yep. Several yeah. times over. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun a day question. when we were in the lab and we're like, okay, let's try them a little bit sweeter. <laughs> let's try them a little, let's try it a little bit less sweeter. Let's try it more sweeter. Yeah. Exponential. Yeah. 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 Well, I will say there was two wholesalers that specifically said to do that and we, they've both tried them and they've been very happy. Great. So yeah, you did a great job. Yeah. And I think we said this earlier, we don't, no, nothing that we do happens in a vacuum. I mean, it starts with our, um, I think when Bobby was on the podcast a couple months ago, he was like, there's three people we have to listen to. We have to listen to our brewers because they're the flavor makers. They're the ones who know. And so we did that. We leaned really heavily on our, on our brewers and productions for like, what, what innovative flavor should we do? Um, we also have to listen to our distributors because they have their finger on the pulse with the retailers and the consumers. And they see a lot of packages go in and through the, in and out their doors and they know what's working, what's not working. And then we have to listen to our consumers. And I think that with Quirktails, we've done all three of those extensively over the past, you know, 14, 15 months mm -hmm. since we first started talking about this. So um, these didn't happen overnight. They took a long time. You know, like we say with a, a, like a, our barrel aged beers, it was worth the wait. Oh, good one. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the hotel lobby? Drinking mango punch quirk. Let's well, come a, a long tail. way. We've come a long yeah. way. Yeah. The best ideas happen with a late night, late night. boulevard. Yeah. And if you still believe hours. it in the light of day, it was a great That's idea. That's right. That's yeah. right. Cool. Uh, well, thank you so much to the three of you for coming and talking about quirk tales and drinking quirk tales with me today. So I appreciate it. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Appreciate it. Thank you to Allie, Garrett, and Laura for joining me today to talk about Quirktails. If you want to learn more, please visit us at boulevard.com. And if you're looking for Quirktails or any of our other beers and beverages at retailers near you, be sure to check out the Beer Finder on our website. If you have questions about anything you heard today or just have a Boulevard or beer-related question you'd like answered on the podcast, you can email us and maybe we'll read your question on a future episode. Email us at podcast at boulevard.com. To stay up to date with what's new with Boulevard, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And as always, thanks for listening and subscribing to the Boulevard Brewcast. <laughs>